Hey there, this is Clay with ModernLove.Life, where we help you get the great loving relationship that you are looking for without having to play mind games, without having to play hard to get, and without having to pretend to be someone or something that you are not, because I believe that you deserve to be loved for the person that you are. And if you agree with me and you'd like to help support this channel, please do me a favor by giving this video a thumbs up and by subscribing to this channel if you are not already subscribed. Also, if you'd like to get more guidance and strategies to help you get the great loving relationship that you're looking for, please also consider signing up for our free newsletter over at relationshipinnergame.com. Or if it makes sense for you, go ahead and think about signing up for one of our courses, such as the X Solution Program. You can find out more about that over at modernlove.life ESP. Links for all of those are down in the description box below. Okay, so yesterday I had a, uh, well, I was answering some comments that people were leaving on uh, some videos and somebody left a question saying, hey, my ex's birthday is coming up and I'm in the middle of doing no contact. Should I contact my ex during no contact to wish them happy birthday? Is a birthday or perhaps some sort of holiday or something like that that happens to fall in the middle of no contact a reason to break no contact? And... In order to answer this, you have to think about things from, from a certain perspective. So first we're going to talk about should you contact your ex on their birthday or some holiday. Um, and then we're also going to talk about how to go about doing that in the best possible way if you decide that it is the best thing for you to do. So first of all, should you contact your ex on their birthday? And the answer to that is you have to really look at your mindset and how you're approaching this whole idea of contacting your ex on their birthday. If you're going into this and you're going to wish them some sort of happy birthday kind of thing with strings attached, as if there's some sort of ulterior motive, as if you're going to, you know, send them some sort of text message that says happy birthday and they're going to notice it on their phone and they're going to say, oh, it's so wonderful that you wished me happy birthday. I'm falling in love with you. Let's talk again, let's get together again, let's be back together, boyfriend and girlfriend again. Um, that can be a tough situation because there is that kind of strings attached mentality to it. That means that if your ex does not respond to your happy birthday message, you're going to be frustrated, resentful, hurt, bitter even towards them for not having responded to that. Essentially, you're creating in your mind what we call a covert contract. You're saying, if I send you a message wishing you happy birthday, then you will respond. You will reply to me. You will want to be in communication with me again. You will fall in love with me again, or whatever it might be. And this is an implicit understanding that you're creating inside your own mind. This is an implicit agreement that you're creating inside your own mind. It's not as if your ex has overtly agreed to this. It's not as if your ex has said, yeah, you know, if you uh, wish me happy birthday, I will agree to fall in love with you again. They have never done this. This all exists only in your own mind. So you have to be careful about this because if you are creating these covert contracts with your ex around things like birthdays, holidays, anything else there might be, um, you're really setting yourself up for disappointment, setting yourself up for frustration, and setting yourself up for not getting your needs met in a realistic sort of way because your ex is not a mind reader. They're not able to understand what your covert contract, covert agreement, what your strings 
that you have attached to whatever actions you make or don't make are going to be. So um, with that being said, I would generally only recommend that you contact your ex and wish them a happy birthday or happy whatever holiday. You know, I don't know when you're watching this video. It could be, you know, on Christmas Eve or something. Um, that I'd really only recommend that you wish them a happy birthday if, uh, if you can do so and you're emotionally okay with the possibility that they may not respond to you. If this is something that you just want to do because you would feel bad about not doing it, and there isn't any sort of ulterior motive, there's no hidden agenda, there's no covert contracts, there's no strings attached, and you just want to genuinely wish them a happy birthday, and you can just go on with your life, go on with your no contact, as if nothing had happened, if they don't respond to you, then sure, by all means, go ahead and do it. Um, when it comes to no contact, again, Perhaps my view on no contact is a little bit different than maybe what you heard elsewhere out there. I don't believe that no contact is something that you should always do and it's something that you should just do for the sake of doing it. I think that no contact is something that you should only do if interacting with you and your ex is actually causing the two of you to become more distant from one another. And if being in contact is causing the quality of the connection between the two of you to become hurt, to become damaged, to deteriorate in some sort of way. If that's the case, then I think no contact is important. Um, and if you do contact your ex regarding a birthday or something like that, I mean, it's not like, okay, great, this is my way to end no contact and we're gonna be back in contact now. Um, you really have to stop and say, okay, do I think that we can have good interactions right now? Do I think that I'm in a place where I can bring the best of myself to interacting with my ex so that I can really show them that they're not walking back into the same relationship that they walked out of? If the answer is yes to that, then, you know, sure, go ahead, be back in contact with them. You don't even need to wait for a birthday or something to, for, to, to, to make that happen. But if the answer is no, and you're taking an honest stock of your emotional, um, state and all of that, and it's like, no, I'm actually not in a good place to be in contact with my ex, then fine, that's great. Um, you know, you can go ahead and wish them a happy birthday if that makes sense to you. Um, and then, you know, if they respond, you know, you can acknowledge it and then say, hey, don't take this personally, but um, I really need to take a little bit of time for myself. And then when I, when, when I feel better, when I'm more prepared to be in contact with you, um, I'll go ahead and contact you. And that way you can go ahead and finish your no contact time if you're in the middle of no contact. Okay, so those are some things to think about when it comes to whether or not you should contact your ex regarding their birthday. Now let's go ahead and talk about some things to keep in mind um, if you decide to, to actually do contact them on their birthday. So first of all, um, the medium that you are going to use to contact them is important. We talked about this in yesterday's video. Um, I'll go ahead and put a link to that up there in a video card. But um, the medium is important. If you're going to text them something like happy birthday, just know that um, if they have anything resembling a somewhat healthy social life, they're probably going to be getting, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 uh, other messages that are saying happy birthday. And you don't just want to be, you know, another person that's saying happy birthday. So you want your message to stick out a little bit more. You don't want it to say, you know, 
HBD or happy birthday or, you know, something kind of forgettable like that. But you also want to acknowledge the birthday such that it, uh, you know, you're recognizing that it's their birthday, but also that you're showing them something unique that they can actually latch onto that they would actually want to respond to. So for example, maybe you can bring up some silly memory that the two of you have from a previous birthday or um, ask them something really specific and easy to respond to um, that, that's, that could potentially cause them to open up if they're in a place where they're ready to open up. Um, and so that's really the best way to do it because you don't just want to be, you know, another person with another generic happy birthday kind of text because that's just going to get drowned out. Um, especially when it comes to texting, when it comes to social media and things like that. Now, if you're, if you think that it would make the most sense, then by all means you can go ahead and write them a letter or send them a card or something like that. Um, again, you have to be careful about gifts because, um, you know, those, those are really easy to, to attach covert contracts to, to attach, um, hidden agendas to and things of that nature. So you have to be careful. It's not to say sending a gift is a bad idea. It absolutely can make sense depending on where the connection is between you and them and depending on um, the understandings that you have between one another and so on and so forth. Um, but if you do choose to send a card, you know, yeah, you have a little bit more leeway to write something a little bit more personal, to uh, share something a little bit more insightful and so on and so forth. Because like we were talking about in yesterday's video, you have their attention in a more focused sort of way than you would in something as simple as a text message where you're potentially interrupting them in the middle of doing whatever, you know, checking out at the store and they're like trying to juggle their credit card and like bags of groceries or whatever. Um, and so you have a bit more leeway because you have their focused attention because people have to go out of the way to say, oh, look, it's a card from my ex. Let me open this. Oh, this is what it says. They're actually paying attention to it, whereas a text message is going to interrupt them most likely as they're doing other things throughout the day. So that's something to think about as well, too. Um, so anyway, that's my stance on contacting your ex on birthdays and holidays and things of that nature. Um, I hope that helps clarify that. If you... Uh, you know, like what we're doing here, please go ahead and give this video a thumbs up. Go ahead and subscribe to the channel if you're not already. And uh, make sure you're on our newsletter over at relationshipinnergame.com. Um, and if it makes sense for you, you might want to think about also signing up for our course called the X Solution Program over at modernlove.life slash ESP. Links to all of those are down in the description box below. Um, and of course, you know, if you have any suggestions for videos, I'm definitely open to them. Um, just go ahead and leave those as a comment below or, you know, if you're here on the live chat, you can go ahead and suggest those on a live chat. And if it makes sense, um, I'll go ahead and make a video uh, about whatever topic that might be when I have some availability in my schedule. So anyway, with that being said, let's go ahead and turn to the chat section. Now, I did see that we had a super chat, so I'm going to address that one first. Once again, guys, thank you so much for the super chats. I've never explicitly asked for them, but... Um, I really appreciate that you guys do occasionally send those over. Um, my understanding of internet etiquette is that I must respond to Super Chats, so that's why I go out of my way to do that. Um, so the question is, me and my ex finally went to the movies and it went good. She told me that she was uh, sorry. It took so long and made plans to see another movie with me. She 
she then the next day joined a dating app, the same one that I am on. Um, okay, I don't see anything else regarding that. So I, I'm guessing you're just wondering what it means if, uh, if she's on the dating app. Okay, so first of all, um, oh wait, here it is. Uh, we, we reached crisis point. Um, if we get along, great. Uh, we flirt a lot. Come on, don't disappear on me. We flirt a lot. I'm on the dating app to find a friend and she is on it for a relationship. You suggested we talk about um, our future together. However, with this, I'm not sure what to do at the moment. Okay, yeah, so I mean, again, like I, can I always get mixed up with so many things? I don't remember if I was saying this during yesterday's live stream or if it was maybe in a comment that I was like typing up or something, but um, there, there could be a lot of reasons why she could have signed up for that dating app, right? Maybe it's because she's genuinely looking for a, uh, a relationship with somebody. Maybe it's because she knows that you're on that dating app and she's trying to catch your attention. Maybe her friends compelled her to sign up for that dating app because they're like, oh, it would be so exotic and fun if you were to sign up for a dating app or something like that. Maybe it's, um, you know, she just wants to get a boost to her own like self-esteem or something. I mean, there could be a lot of reasons why she signed up for that dating app to try to read too much into this without any sort of concrete evidence is I think not really very productive. What I think you should be doing is I think that you should be putting most of your attention on the quality of the interactions that you're actually having in person, right? Because that's really where your relationship happens. It's not gonna happen on some website. It's not gonna happen on some dating app. It's going to happen in the interactions that you actually have. So what do you know? you know that you got together with her and you had a movie and it went great and she's interested in spending more time with you. Excellent, go ahead and do that. Go ahead and follow up on that. Uh, all of that aside, it makes absolutely no difference that she's on some sort of dating app. You don't know why that's happening. You don't know what her motives are. You don't know if it was even her that actually set it up. I mean, for all you know, maybe it was some friend that did it for her on some sort of dare or something like that. There could be a lot of reasons why it happened but it's not your job to try to um, figure all of that out. Your job is to just say, okay, where's our emotional connection at? How can I make that stronger? How can I focus on that emotional connection? And how can I bring us closer together in a bonding sort of sense? That's really the most important thing to focus on, okay? Um, so that's really what I would, I would put my attention on. I wouldn't worry about this dating app thing for the time being. Just go ahead and continue to build positive interactions between the two of you and see where that takes you. Thanks again for the super chat, by the way. Um, okay, so let's see what are folks talking about. Um, it's my birthday on the 14th, I guess 14th of August. I was thinking of inviting him. Do you think that this is a good idea? You know, it's your birthday and you can invite your ex if you want to. Um, if you want your ex to be there, then absolutely go ahead and invite him to your birthday party, your birthday celebration, whatever you happen to be doing on your birthday. Um, but again, you know, like I was talking about in the introductory part of this video, you also want to be wary about having strings attached, about covert contracts, about expectations. You know, if you're expecting him to show up and it's gonna be this really romantic moment or something like that, I mean, sure, it could happen, but, um, 
you don't want to get too caught up in that to the point where you start to detach yourself from reality and um, you know get frustrated when he's not like super romantic or something like that. So uh, you want to be careful about those covert contracts. You want to be careful about hidden agendas, strings attached, all of that sort of stuff. Um, but you know, it is your birthday party, and if you want to invite him, then by all means, go ahead and do so. What else are folks talking about? Clay, I lost trust in the relationship with my ex over a lie. Uh, told me not to reach out to her, uh, that if anything, she'd be the one to contact me. Should I ever reach out? Is there any way to rebuild trust? So first of all, um, I, I, I don't know the details about why the trust was broken, but if you need to, go ahead and clean that up. Use the uh, forgiveness method that we talked about in the video that I'll go ahead and link to up here in the recording, in the uh, replay of this. But definitely go ahead and check that out. I did that video you know, several days ago. Um, so check that out. But beyond that, uh, trust. It's something that takes time to build up. So again, I don't know the details of what is causing the lack of trust to be there, but in order to rebuild the trust, you have to keep bringing yourself to the interactions in a consistent way that will inspire the trust. So again, if the trust was broken due to some sort of lie, you need to start bringing yourself to the interactions that you have with your ex in a way that's very honest, in a way that's very straightforward, in a way that is uh, very transparent. And you know, at first, maybe your ex will be a little bit suspicious of it. Is this just an act? Are you using some sort of gimmick to try and make me trust you again? Um, or are you really somebody that I can trust? And it may take a little bit of time for her to really warm up and for her to really start to actually trust you again. But um, eventually, as, as long as you keep bringing yourself to those interactions with consistency and demonstrating that you are a trustworthy person, eventually she will start to put more and more trust into you again. And that trust layer underneath the two of you, that foundation of trust beneath the two of you will start to build up and start to become stronger and stronger and stronger to the point where, you know, yeah, the two of you can start to trust one another again. So that's really how trust is, um, is rebuilt if it's ever lost or broken or, um, you know, deteriorated for one reason or another. So I hope that helped you out. What else are folks talking about? Answered that one. Um, hey Clay, my ex comes over once a week and we chat and he opens up with how he is feeling about things. He is, uh, how, how he's feeling about things in his life, but he tells me he doesn't want to lead me on. How can I Navigate this. Okay, so what's going on is your ex is really focused on the future and where all of this is going. Now, obviously, he enjoys the positive interactions that you're having with one another. Otherwise, he wouldn't be opening up. Otherwise, he wouldn't be sharing with you all these sorts of things. Uh, that's really indicative of the fact that you're having a good emotional connection with him. But he is, um, there's a part of him that's wondering, where is this going? Why are we talking? What is this leading up to? Where is this taking us? And although I'm sure you'd love him to answer these questions, he, he may not be emotionally prepared to answer them in a way that you really want him to. He may not have enough of a strong emotional foundation between uh, or underneath you and him to really answer those in a way where it's like, yeah, I want to get back together. And so um, 
what you want to do is you want to shift his focus from the from the future and put it back on the present moment. Tell him things like, hey, let's not worry about where this is going. Let's just enjoy the present moment that we have together right now. And what this is going to do is it's going to allow the two of you to have more positive interactions that will strengthen that foundation beneath the two of you and actually allow the two of you to start to come together. And the stronger that emotional foundation is beneath the two of you, then, um, you know, when he is ready to start asking himself these questions, he'll have much more uh, positive answers like, yeah, you know, maybe we should get back together. Yeah, I think I would like to give it another shot. Yeah, I do think that there might be something there between the two of us. But right now, the connection is not strong enough for him to have these kinds of answers. So what you want to do is you want to pull his attention back from the present or from the future where all these questions are causing him to think about things and it's causing him to freak himself out. And you want to place his attention on the present moment where he actually does enjoy interacting with you and where the two of you actually can strengthen your relationship with one another. So I hope that helps you out. Let's see what, let's see what else folks are talking about. Emotional connection seems to be happening and working well. We've been on a couple of dates recently and we both take responsibility for some of the, and I guess bad things are, that went wrong. Uh, stuff seems okay. Well, that's great to hear, Josh. Uh, my question is, where do I go from here? Yeah, so um, just to reiterate your original post here, um, connection is happening. You've been on a few dates. You're both both taking responsibility for things that went wrong. Yeah, I mean that's that's really a great start. Um, so if your ex, so so if you're having these good interactions with your ex and you're not experiencing a lot of hot and cold behavior, that means you're definitely past the riding the dragon stage. Especially if this has been going on for a while. I mean. You know, it's possible to have good days on riding the dragon, but you know, you can't just take one day or one interaction in isolation. You have to look at the whole uh, pattern between the two of you. And if the whole pattern between the two of you is not filled with hot and cold behavior, um, and it's pretty consistently good, that's usually a good sign that, you know, hey, we're probably at crisis point, possibly new beginnings. Um, when it comes to whether or not you're at crisis point or new beginnings, you have to look at like, okay, is there a clear path that has been um, opened up and paved for us to get back together, or there's still obstacles that are in the way, such as you know conversations that need to be had, relationships, rebound relationships that need to be ended. Um, do do our friends and family members need to know that we're seeing each other and all of that stuff? Are these things that need to be overcome in order for us to really have a clear path to get back together? If so, then that's that's probably. The, the crisis that your ex is probably going through. It's like, should I actually take this connection that we have and turn it from a theoretical, amusing, interesting thing that I'm doing where it's like, okay, you know, I can spend time with my ex. I don't have to actually do anything. There's no harm in it towards, uh-oh, I need to actually think about are we going to get back together or not because I'm actually enjoying this. I'm starting to think there might be some sort of future here. And so if that's going on, then you need to help your ex to get over that hump to really clear that path. You know, I don't know what that means. Maybe that means ending the rebound. Maybe that means telling your friends and family. Maybe that means, um, you know, whatever it might be. But you have to really get through that crisis 
to bring it into a realistic possibility. And then once you're through there, then um, that's the new beginning stage. And if at this point, you know, it's like the two of you are interacting pretty well, it's good consistent interactions, it, it, you know, it pretty much seems like the two of you are a couple again, uh, but maybe you just haven't had the conversation yet. And if that's the case, then you just need to sit down with them when the time is right and talk to them about all this stuff. Ask them, hey, I've really enjoyed interacting with you. Have you enjoyed that recently too? Have you ever thought about us getting back together again? And actually have a talk about this. And after going through this talk, you can actually start to recreate a new relationship with them that works for both of you, that really helps to bring the two of you closer together. And that can really be the foundation for a new relationship to arise from that. But uh, Josh, I don't know any more of the details about where you're at, but that's sort of a broad strokes assessment of you know what I think you might want to consider doing or where I think you might be or what might potentially be in your future from here. But you know, overall, it's great that you're spending time together and that you're enjoying it and that you're both taking responsibility for um, your respective shares in what did or didn't work in your relationship. So that's definitely good to hear. Let's see what else are folks talking about. Once again, guys, I know that this chat section looks really organized and orderly from your point of view, but from my point of view, it's just these tiny bubbles that vanish after a moment. So it takes me a little while to find out where I left off and to get to the next question. Um, Bubble Wrap says, my ex told me he missed me a few weeks at a mutual friend's birthday party. I messed up a few days ago saying that, saying it's okay if he wants to talk about it, but he didn't answer. What does it mean? Okay, so yeah, if, if your ex, so if you say something like, hey, if you want to talk about the fact that you miss me, um, we can talk about that. And then your ex doesn't answer, you have to understand what's going on at, at an emotional level. So you've essentially said, hey, you were really vulnerable in the past. And if you want to talk about it, that's okay. You can be vulnerable again and share with me. But what's missing from that is any real vulnerability on your part. So you're asking your ex to be vulnerable two times and you have essentially, at least from what I'm reading in this, not really expressed much vulnerability on your part. So your ex is gonna be really hesitant about doubling down on vulnerability when you're not really opening up much at all. So, you know, what could encourage your ex to open up and share a little bit more about what's going on with them is to perhaps open up a little bit more yourself and to share your vulnerability and say, you know, well, from my perspective, um, you know, I've been thinking this, or I've been kind of curious to know how you've been feeling about things, or sometimes I think about you, or sometimes I uh, wonder what might be possible, you know, if we were to, you know, no strings attached here, just go out together for coffee or something like that. And that, and that can, let your ex know, hey, you're willing to be vulnerable, <laughs> Bubble Wrap, if that is your real name. Uh, Bubble Wrap is willing to be vulnerable with me, so maybe I can open up and share more about what's on my mind and how I miss Bubble Wrap in my life and all of that. Um, and so uh, uh, something like that can really open the door and show your ex, hey, you're willing to be vulnerable, you are willing to reciprocate by investing in the interaction and the conversation as well too. And that can really also be another step forward between the two of you. So I hope that helps you out when it comes to all of that. 
I saw there was another super chat. Um, how do I bring up getting back with her in my situation? Okay, yeah, so um, what, what I recommend, generally speaking, doing is, first of all, just to talk to everybody out there who's listening to this, um, you don't want to bring up getting back together unless you have a pretty strong suspicion that, you, that your ex is at the new beginning stage. If you do this prematurely, um, bad things are likely to happen. Let's just put it that way. I, I know that some people have a tendency to, how do I put this? Um, when things start going poorly, when their ex starts to pull away, that is sometimes when people start to double down and really do the whole, you know, spill your heart out kind of thing. And that is generally not a good time to do that um, because it's not going to really encourage your ex to do an about face and come back to you. But if your ex is at the new beginning stage and if the two of you are having con good, consistent conversations with one another, um, you know, when the time is right, when the mood is right and everything, just go ahead and let them know that, yeah, you have enjoyed interacting with them over the past several weeks, months, however long it's been, days. Um, and then ask them if they've felt the same way too. And you know, because the two of you have had good consistent interactions, they're likely to say, yeah, I've enjoyed it. Um, and then from there, ask them, hey, have you ever thought about the two of us getting back together? And, you know, they, they, likely they have thought about it. I mean, they might not be forthright about it, but likely they have thought about it. And they'll probably say, you know, yeah, it's crossed my mind from time to time. Um, and then you can just actually ask them, what do you think about that idea? Because I've been thinking about it sometimes too. And it's at this point that you can actually start to have a conversation about what didn't work in your relationship in the past. You can actually have a conversation about... Um, what needs to change. You can have a conversation about taking responsibility for certain things, but basically through this conversation, you can start to talk things through and really show your ex that they're not walking back into the same relationship and the same dynamic that they walked out of in the first place. And um, this is also a great place for you to also step forward and bring up any issues that you want to talk about regarding your relationship or regarding your connection or dynamic between the two of you. Um, do not neglect this. Uh, your needs and your um, your requests and desires are also important. I know that oftentimes people just think about, oh, I got to make my ex happy. I got to make my ex happy. But um, for this to be a successful relationship, your ex, you know, should be happy. But you should also be happy as well too. And if you're not happy and if you're not getting your needs met, then something's wrong. So definitely also voice your own needs, your own requirements in a successful dynamic and a successful relationship and all of that stuff as well too. Um, and you know, you can go ahead and have this conversation. You can go ahead and talk things out with your ex. And when you come out the other side of this conversation, the two of you should feel a lot closer and the two of you should have a good framework for a new relationship moving forward from there. And that's uh, generally how I recommend people to go about bringing up the topic of actually directly getting back together with their exes. So anyway, I hope that helps you out and thank you very much for the super chat. Um, okay guys, so we're up on about 30 minutes here, so I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up, but thank you so much for, for tuning in today. I uh, hope you found this video helpful. If you did and if you'd like to help support this channel, please do me a favor by hitting that like button 
and by subscribing to this channel if you're not already. If you'd like to get more guidance and strategies for your relationship, then please also make sure that you're on our newsletter over at relationshipinnergame.com. And if it makes sense for you, consider signing up for one of our courses, such as the X Solution Program, over at modernlove.life ESP. You can find links for all of these things and my social media accounts down below in the description box for this video. Thank you so much for tuning in. Take care, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.